Good evening. Uh, happy Friday. Welcome to the Anytime Notebook, as usual, every Friday night, setting your card for the weekend. Uh, me, Gavin Horsell, at G Horsell on Twitter. Joining me, as always, Set Piece Hero, former data analyst for Sporting Risk, John Bywater. John, how are you doing? Good evening, Gavin. How are you, mate? Um, should we say uh, a frustrating week? Everything that we, everything we thought we knew already, I think we still know, but we just didn't pick the right ones to get over the line. Um, what were your reflections on the week, John? Yeah, yeah, you, you're right there. I mean, uh, at our selections, uh, Murray Wallace had a couple of open play pot shots, but um, Millwall generated 1.35 set pe- set play xG in that game, mm-hmm. which was obviously the angle. So you're kind of right, but you're not getting paid. Um, Cashin had a couple of half chances. They looked better chances when I was reading the updates, and then and then you watch them, and uh, they're not quite as you think. And the main one for yourself was uh, Ben Cabango. So I'll let you talk about him again. Just, uh, I mean, what more can you what more can you do? You know, a free header from eight yards, put it straight down Bernie's keeper's throat. Um, yeah, the, the Swansea narrative continues. I guess you know they've had that chance. Harry Darling scored. What that was a near post header against Reading in midweek, wasn't it? So the the um, yeah, the the, the pro Swansea from a set piece point of view narrative still continues but it would be nice just to uh, just to get one over the line I think um, Skybet pushed out Cabango to uh, 40 to 1 I guess literally minutes after this this pod had posted last week so yeah I was all in and um, hey you just need them to um, do their do their side of the deal and um, and we didn't quite get there but uh, good thing is they, they put on another card for us this weekend and we get to do it all again um, what what What's in your notebook from the week, John? Anything take your fancy? Yeah, there's a lot. Um, but yeah, the good thing this we're now coming up to the Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday run. So it's even easier to do your money on two different <laughs> cards. Um, there's a few from. I've got quite a lot here, but uh, I'd, I'd put people put the listeners uh, onto the blog again, where you've wrote up. Um, last weekend's thoughts and a lot of those I echo um, with the numbers there's a few others from the championship uh, Jake Clark Salter who you'll, you'll be familiar with mm-hmm. as a Cov fan uh, no career record but he's had lots of sort of what I'd say flitty loans and not really had a permanent home he's finally got one at QPR uh, 0.27 XG versus Luton, including hitting the post. Uh, he's not had many minutes this season, so he's one of those. If he ever gets a, a run in the team or gets a start, I might have a look at him. Um, the sprightly youngster Richard Wood came back into Rotherham and they didn't concede hardly anything and he had a very good chance. So he, he just seems to be getting better and better. Um Another one, uh, Scott Walton, who you've mentioned recently, um, had a had a bit had a, a chance on the Saturday and then scored in midweek. Um, so that was that was a great shout by you. Uh, going back onto the midweek in the championship again, uh, Bristol City, despite winning two 0 at West Brom, once again gave up plenty from set pieces. And watching the actual set pieces, there could have been more there. There was looked very disorganised. Mm. Uh, Birmingham again, impressive in a in a high set piece game for both teams versus Burnley. To be fair, uh, Trusty Dean and uh, uh, the obvious ones, but the best chance actually fell to Dion Sanderson. Point uh, two five xG. I noticed that he was very popular in the market actually. So someone had spotted something there, or whether it was just back in any Birmingham defender, but they were a little bit unlucky not to get paid. Um, 
And the the most obvious one in the championship for the whole week, which uh, we might touch on later, is just Millwall as a team who somehow have generated 1.34 set-piece XG against Bristol City and then bettered that against Watford with uh, 1.4. So that, that's that's a pretty incredible week for them from that point of view. Millwall definitely had a good week. Sean Hutchinson on the end of a couple of those efforts from corners. Um, I think Jake Cooper had a, had a good effort in midweek against Watford as well. Um, I yep. think we were talking just before the blog when we like Watford. Don't know how long it's going to last, but they look vulnerable from nowhere because, as you say, you know, before that Millwall game, they've they've, they've given up plenty to Grant Hanley and Norwich the, the week before. Um, might be something to follow. I think they play Sunday afternoon, don't they, against Luton? But Luton are a bit light on set piece threats aren't they but I'm sure I'm sure once we're um, once we're chasing our wallets on Sunday afternoon something will appear out of nowhere um, uh, Huddersfield I thought probably the other side of note um, for me they kind of were half on the on the radar against um, Preston in the week and um, I've backed the wrong one so I went with Andrew Hughes but I think Greg Cunningham scored from a header didn't he Hughes did have a another chance yeah. um, that's a, a couple of days after Rotherham had plenty of chances and yeah like our old friend Richard Wood got on the end of plenty um, I was I, I got very very excited about backing Dara Lenehan for, for Middlesbrough who, who hosts Huddersfield this weekend but um, the, the the 14-16s that I was crossing my fingers and I, and I wanted to see he's not quite there I think he's best best price 11-1 to 1. so a bit short for someone who very rarely scores um, but good spot right here for them um, yeah, John Egan. Did you mention John Egan? I can't remember. John Egan was. was... Uh, yeah, I think we've. The, the only thing with that, um, not that I'm against him, but he, he got 0.6 xg uh, against Blackpool. But this is where the old game state comes into play. Um, Blackpool were down to nine men for a long time, and he was basically up front for the last 15 minutes. So. How often is that going to happen? I mean, he's still getting chances. Did he get a chance in midweek? He did. Yeah, he got a chance. Yeah. At, he got a chance at nil nil. I was, I was trying my best to keep my um, hands underneath my knees. Um, I desperately wanted Cobb to win, obviously, but a, oh, 20, course, yeah. a, a twenty-five to one winner wouldn't have made the <laughs> would have made the journey home just as equally as as nice. Um, but yeah, he had a chance at nil. But you're right when they when they are chasing the game, he kind of he takes. He just takes an age to come back, so he he just loiters. He just loiters in there yeah. around that front three, doesn't he? So he's um, yeah. Often, if you want Sheffield United to be chasing a game, then 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 he's certainly on the list for that. Um, I did pretty quite most of my notes this week were from the championship. I, I had a look through. Obviously, there was a, a card in midweek, but I thought you know League One and League Two were were pretty quiet last weekend. Uh, yeah, yeah. There was a, there was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot quieter for me. There's a few others. Uh, it, it was great to see Bobby Thomas score for the week after system. He did. Yeah. Uh, that, that really warmed my heart. That one. We should bear um, that in mind, shouldn't we? The week after system. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's the yeah, it's the best. It's the fourth best system we have. It's, <laughs> it's up there. Um, um, George George Edmondson, we talking a week after system, another uh, decent return. They had three separate chances. Again, that's game state though because uh, Ipswich were one 0 down fairly early and just battered them from there on in. Uh, another one was um, Zach Jules, who scored. Was it the week before? For uh, yeah, MK Donaldson. MK yeah. Yeah, I noticed he had all three targets in their game last weekend. Um, I'm wondering whether you look at their back three and it's Dean Lewington and uh, Warren O'Hara. Is kind of, is that kind of by default? Do you think he's getting on the end of it or is it 
his strength particularly. Yeah, no, he was, uh, where was he? He was at Walsall, wasn't he, Zach Jules, and a, a set piece right, yeah. there. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I think he's a he's a genuine threat. He just, he, he, as I said last week, you know, how often, how often do MK Dons appear on your filter for, for, for looking? Uh, only last week, I guess, reflecting on the fact that they were playing Shrewsbury. But, um, but yeah, not often the, the first team I'm looking at and the prices I'm looking at. But, yeah, definitely a, definitely no. a threat. There's, there's actually a, another new system which uh, we, we're delighted to announce this evening. It's the uh, it's the, it's the new system. It's known as the extension lead found system. Of course. Which, um, Chol- believe it or not, Charlton and Ben Garner quote was, we've decided, we've we found some time to work on set pieces. This was before last weekend or after last weekend's two goals, um, because we found a longer extension lead. So we could so we could view them properly. Uh, th- this is a professional club, by the way. Um, <laughs> I was trying. I was trying to figure out at the start when I said I was frustrated. I, 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 my mind went black blank about the reason I was frustrated. But it was, it was that Charlton game. Who, yeah, Ryan Innes was on my list, yeah. and and you know the amount of times we were about you know, you know Connell, but uh, I, 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 for both of them to go in in the same game, I think Charlton hadn't been on my list for the set piece threats, but it was you know it, I, I, it, just one of those horrible occasions where you see a name go in and you know full well and you look at your notebook that you've got Ryan Innes circled over at some point over the last few weeks. And mind you, I've probably got fifty players circled. I guess yeah, that's the that's the yeah, it was. Um... I mean, it's one of those where when they sort of talk about things like that after they've just scored two, do you, uh, I don't know if you believe it as much. It, it's it's <laughs> yeah. kind of – because all, all teams will work on set pieces, but it's, it's the extent of it and, and how much the energy and whether the players <laughs> are taking it in. Um, but it when he be. says things like an extension lead, I just think, is he joking? But he, he seemed quite serious when he was talking. But anyway, we'll look out for extension leads being delivered we, to we, League we should, One or League Two clubs. We should That's do. Something. We should. We should ask Wicks where they're where they're selling them. That's I don't right, know yeah. exactly who's going to go in next week. Uh, Elkan Baggett's finally scored. That was a, a really good header. He's long since gone off the list for for Gillingham, but he was you know a, a sense of pride and yeah, it's good header. He's one. He's one of our own, right? Elkan Baggett. Who, We've, we've owned and we've gone off him. We've loved him and then gone off him, as all good notebook legends yeah, do. Just just before he scores, we uh, exactly. we like to we like to let them go free. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, I think that was I think that was just about it that I saw. Um, I think, yeah, not uh, much else. Uh, Newport, Newport playing Crawley, you know. Yes, easy Newport. to oppose. Newport long long throws looks probably more of a commentary about Crawley than it is about Newport. But um, yeah, New, Newport have been their data's getting better the last few weeks, but a lot of that is from the long throws, like you say. Um, it's just really hard to find any any player that's at a fair price for them that ever gets a chance. Um, it, it all goes to attacking players because they're quite strong in the air, so they're. they're Easy to ignore, despite the data. I think we should probably mention um, the forum again on the website. It was a Craig Bradley, what fresh off um, backing a winner two weeks ago, has put up Fraser Blake Tracy for who's he played for Swindon, and he I don't know whether he saw, but he had a goal. He's put him up at 14s. He had a goal disallowed. 
Yes, I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't look quite closely why it had been disallowed, but it looked a reasonable enough header into the top corner. Our, you know, our, 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 our peerless listener Ross McIntosh has, has followed him in this week as well. So check out the um, check out the forum on the on the on the website because there's often some good little nuggets in there, and I think there's a there's a couple more in there that um that are throwing potential to throw up some winners, um, which is just about. <laughs> What we should try and do um, this week, John. Uh, let's have a look at our naps and our next bests. Uh, I'll let you lead off, as always, with your nap of the weekend. The nap this weekend is Sam Graham for Rochdale at Wimbledon at 40 to 1. Wow, and G- Gavin is already laughing, and that is uh, that sums it sums it up really. Um, <laughs> he's he's one of your favourites, isn't he? Why don't you talk a little bit about your your background with Sam Graham before? Wow. Just you know, just consistently kind of overpriced. The worst thing you can do with Sam Graham is go and watch a game in which Sam Graham is playing, and you suddenly realise that XG might not be quite what it's all cracked no. up to be. But he kind of he kind of stumbles into the area, not looking wholly confident that he enjoys going up for corners. But there's no doubt about it that the price is there to tempt you in. And you've been suckered in this week, John, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's time to get suckered in with him. Um, I've, there's a few factors here. It's, talking about Rochdale in general, since Jim Bentley came in at the end of August, uh, they've based, they've essentially won the games they should, apart from Doncaster, and lost against the top six they've played. Uh, in the games they've played against teams in and around them, or that will be probably in and around them, they've generated... Uh, 0.3 XG set play at Colchester, 0.23 at Newport, and last weekend just over 0.4 home to Barrow. Now, they're much improved numbers from earlier in the season when Bentley wasn't there. Um, I'd I'd, I'd probably bracket Bentley as a, I don't want to say old school, but he likes to simplify things. He's made them harder to beat already, and they look like they've got a clear plan. Uh, they've got Quigley up front, who's a can be a target man, but can also run the channels, and they seem to be mixing it up a lot more direct to him. And the, the player that I think has benefited the most from Bentley coming in is actually Liam Kelly, who uh, a few years ago, well, it's a long time ago now, very highly rated. Um, I've always thought his, his quality on the ball was too good for League Two, which I don't like saying because... It's not really because that that's his level now. But it, just looking at the delivery from the set pieces and even open play the last few games, he's he's really stepped it up. Scored a really good goal last weekend as well. Um, uh, I've mentioned this guy before as well, uh, Sariki at right back, mm-hmm. the Sheffield United youngster on loan. He's had a few pot shots again lately, getting really good positions edge of the right box. But Sam Graham, Sam Graham is the name on the nap. So Graham has some hidden XG from last week against Barrow. Um, he was the main target from the set pieces and there was one cleared off the line in the 68th minute that for some reason didn't register him to him. Uh, Ebanks Landall is perhaps more obvious with a fair scoring record, but over the seasons, it, that's got a lot worse. And just looking at the set pieces since Bentley has arrived, if anything, Graham looks more likely. And Ebanks Landall is a lot shorter. Now, Wimbledon... Uh, pretty much the ideal opponent for anyone at the moment from a set-piece point of view. I've mentioned them a lot the last month, but it all seemed to come to a head off the pitch as well as on the pitch after last week's defeat against 
uh, Sutton. Uh, I was surprised. Well, look, there was, there was even a statement going around that Jackson had had gone, but that that was then dismissed. So he's in charge for this one. They've got Piers Maghoma suspended, who probably been their best midfielder, even though I think he's disappointed a little bit after a bright start. They're still missing George Marsh in midfield. Um, they're very, very short on numbers. Woodyard's not fully fit. I think he'll play, though. So I can see Rochdale controlling the game in that area. Uh, Wimbledon have 6.27 XG against from set plays this, se- set plays this season. Uh, nine goals conceded. They're, wa- they're way clear at the top of the... Um, the conceded data and it's only got worse since Nightingale's been missing as we mentioned before uh, it feels like this is I'm not going to say win or bust for Jackson but they, he definitely needs a better performance here and I can't see where it's coming from so let's hope for a first ever career goal for Sam Graham at 40-1 to 1. This could uh, this could be the start of our um, this could be the sixth system that we use. Remember when remember when you kept on putting up George Edmondson, but it was only when I put him up that we got him over the line. Maybe oh, this yeah, is maybe idea. this is this is where you get your own back, John. This is yes, this the, is me uh, putting up Sam Graham, but it takes you to put him up to get him the, over the line. The reverse system, also. excellent. Like yeah, the reverse selection right. system. I like that's it. right. Yeah. Uh, good luck, Sam Graham. Uh, extra good luck to Sam Graham backers as well, of which I will be one of them. Uh, my nap uh, this weekend, one price just um, stood out for me. The Sean Hutchinson, 25 to 1 for Millwall versus West Bromwich Albion. Jumped off the page this price. A rare rich reign of form for the 31-year-old who hasn't scored in almost 20 months. Seems a long time ago since he scored half a dozen in the 2019-2020 season. As John spoke about earlier, I just think such is the potency of this Millwall attacking set-piece threat. I think you just got to, you know, when you, when you look at them and you look through the options, you've got to cover them when the price is right. And that's certainly the case with Hutchinson this weekend. Murray Wallace looks like he's out for the, for the next few weeks with a groin injury, but Jake Cooper and Hutchinson helping themselves to, to plenty of chances the last few weeks. Let's look at Hutchinson. You know, been really good at just being in the right place in the second phase recently. So, so where corners, where set pieces come in, and he doesn't get his head on the first one, but he's knocking around and getting on the end of of half chances. Um, one cleared off the line against Bristol City. Another went close. Stretching header against Watford in the week. Nothing kind of anti-set piece from a West Bond point of view, but they are third from bottom, um, which is where I've been, which is where they've been for the best part of my football in watching lifetime, really. But not a permanent fixture on the set piece naughty list. Vulnerable enough, full stop, I think. And no reason why Millwall don't continue their set piece threat this weekend. Hutchinson nearly two and a half price, uh, two and a half times the price of Cooper. Um, as always, uh, wait a couple of minutes after this pod lands. Maybe Skybet do what they do most weeks. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting cynical here. I'm not kind of thinking the conspiracy theory that they're listening to this and then automatically just annoying me. But wait for Skybet to push him out to um, 28s or 33s um, after this pod goes live. And then, uh, yeah, Sean Hutchison definitely on the list against West Bromwich Albion. No, 
Uh, good stuff, that one, mate. Really, really like that one. Uh, it's going to be the M55 Derby for a Saturday lunchtime kickoff for me next, and it is Alvaro Fernandez at twenty-eight to one for Preston at Blackpool. Love it. Uh, definitely a new name for the for the pod. Uh, I've had my eye on him for the last month or so. I did mention him on the um, detailed blog that I did recently. Uh, since he's come in as a regular starter at Preston. Uh, about the last six or seven games, he's notched a following in terms of XG. Uh, 0.09, 0.02, 0.03, 0.04. Now, there's nothing special in that particularly, but what caught my eye originally was the heat map is that he's more of a at least a left wing back and most of the time a left midfielder. Now, against Huddersfield, this past midweek, he's notched uh, 0.4 from three open play chances, all from inside the box. So that is that's as good as it's going to get for a, a left-sided uh, wing back slash left midfielder. He's still priced as a regular fullback, and he's certainly not looking at his average position of late. Now, like the like the other game with uh, Rochdale playing Wimbledon, facing Blackpool is pretty much as good as it's going to get in the championship. Uh, third highest in next year against some open play. And what's tipped tip the edge for this one for me was they've conceded three goals to the whole side that we've seen recently and not that great. Um, I was quite surprised by that. So, And with Preston picking up as well, generating a lot more uh, positive data the last few weeks and it's showing on the pitch. I'm going to give Alvaro Fernandez a spin at 28 to 1. Excellent. Yeah, you've got to get out that that Blackpool defence. That's a, that's a sneaky big derby that one is. I've never been to it, but all they do is sing about each other, those two clubs, Blackpool and Preston. So um, not in my neck of the woods, but I get the impression it's going to be pretty tasty up there on a, on a Saturday lunchtime. Um, thank you, John. Uh, my next best... Um, Umdenard, scroll through the coupon. It came to me just this morning. It came to me um, because if you're in any doubt, uh, just oppose Morecambe in something. And here we are. Uh, Barnsley play Morecambe this weekend. I thought the 16 to 1 for Mads Anderson uh, at Hills is the best price I could find. Um, the, the analyst will tell you that Barnsley are coming up against a side here in Morecambe that conceded 75 shots from set pieces, seven goals, just the one goal for the 24 year old Danish centre back. For the Tykes, um, the great header against Leeds. Um, it's sorry, just the one goal this season. It was great header against Leeds in the in the Carabao Cup. Good movement to the back post, headed it back across. Been full of chances since then. Probably should have had a couple of goals. The near post header against Exeter a couple of weeks ago, probably the one that got away. Some excellent delivery from from Nicky Cadden there from the corner. But you know, Anderson can can make amends here. I think Barnsley are interesting because you know we put up Liam Kitchen plenty of times, don't we? But while they don't strike you as a, a kind of set-piece focus side, I think they might just appreciate the downgrading opponent here. If you think about all the sides that you, that you want to get against in League One, it's only really kind of Bristol Rovers that Barnsley have come up against in the in the opening couple of months of the season. They've got Morecambe on Saturday, Forest Green, I think, a week after next, and then Shrewsbury after that. So all of those three sides were probably... What three of the top four together with Bristol Rovers in the in the set piece against kind of table? Um, so we could be about to embark, I think, on a you know good run of fixtures that could probably present Barnsley as a, a better set piece side than than we think, and certainly you know provoke lots of plenty of interest for set piece back, set piece backers like ourselves. No doubt about it. You know, a definite next best here. But I thought Mads Anderson was the next best price I could find on the coupon, and the sixteen to one at Hills makes up my two selections for this week. 
um, four good selections, John, there. A- anything else that almost made your list this week? Uh, not not as many as usual. Uh, there's quite a few players I've got my eye on, but the matchups weren't really right. Uh, in the championship, I don't like anything other than what I've already mentioned. Uh, League One, there's a couple of positional ones for shorter price players. Uh, Kieran Sadler for Bolton. Uh, he's, he came out in midweek and said he wants to be given a chance up front. Uh, Ian Everett didn't actually rule it out. Uh, he has got a good scoring record for Bolton from the bench, from the number 10, from the wing back, from basically he plays anywhere, but he doesn't really start that often. Um, so if he did start, then four to one would be, well, it'd be good if he started up front, but anything anywhere else, it, it wouldn't really appeal. Uh, that's quite an interesting game because you've got Dion Charles going back to Accrington. That's going to be a very lively atmosphere. Um uh, Connor Bradley suspended again, so I think sadly I might actually end up playing right wing back. So, <laughs> as ever, watch the teams. Um, another one was Charlton uh, Kirk, who played uh, midweek. He actually played up front for the first time for Charlton. Uh, if he started again up front, the foot, the top price five to one would be auto bet. And the the only other two, nothing in League Two. The only other. T- Two teams in League One, uh, teams that you've already mentioned, uh, Charlton and Barnsley for the set pieces, really. Yeah, I thought that um, we spoke about them earlier, but um, I thought those those Charlton two set piece heroes from midweek could easily um, could easily go in again. I think eighteen to one Innes and O'Connell was still twenty fives against uh, the Shrewsbury side. We've said plenty about over the last few weeks. Um, you just mentioned. Uh, Ex-players, um, the only one that sprang to mind immediately—not a price that we're backing—but obviously Jed Wallace going back to a uh, going back to Millwall this weekend is is one to watch out for as well. Uh, John, I think that just about does us. Plenty of selections there, plenty of uh, reflections on last week, and I imagine of all the players that we mentioned, there'll be a fair few that go close. Uh, and we should reflect frustratingly on those at some point next week. Fingers crossed for Sam Graham. Let's all get in the um, let's all get a bit of a buzz going around Sam Graham. You know, let him know that we're all um, we're all on him again this weekend. Um, John, good to speak to you. Uh, should we do it all again next week? We shall. Yeah. Thanks very much, mate. Enjoyed it. Brilliant.